All right, welcome to the 72nd episode of Clubhouse Convos. Your host, Colin Scully, joined by my good friend, Evan Mullings. How are we tonight, buddy? No, I'm pretty good. Came home before the big week next week with homecoming and then uh, no school Monday, so I had to uh, recover a little bit. I didn't realize homecoming was next weekend. Yeah, it came up quick, huh? Before we uh, before we get any further, our third UNH guest, his first appearance on the show, it's Trevor Baggett. How we doing? <laughs> Pleasure to have you tonight, Trevor. This should be fun talking Pleasure some to hockey. Um, how was your Saturday today, buddy? It was good. Relaxing. Just kind of recovered. Did some homework. Worked on the golf game a little bit. We golf, that is? No. I'm working on my uh, little... We're on shifting the hips a little more. Did you go to the range? Nah, I'm watching a little YouTube with the club in my hand. Love that. Love that. That's dedication. That's fucking dedication. Uh, so, should we jump into some playoff predictions? Let's do it. I'm not sure how you mapped yours out, Ev. I went um, one through eight in terms of, like, my top eight teams. Okay. And the wild cards at the bottom. Uh, turns yep. out. In both conferences, I had one team from each division, so. <laughs> um, yeah, so do you, want me to, do you want me to start off here with yeah, my sure. top eight? Yeah, let's hear it. All right, so um, let's start in the Eastern Conference. My number one team in the East, uh, I'm going to go with the Florida Panthers. Um, do we want to share them, like, one at a yeah, time? Yeah, let's do one at a time. Or No, 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 I meant, like, you give your one, Chubb oh. gives his one, I give my one. Oh, yeah, so Florida's my one. I got Rangers at one. I have the Lightning at one. Okay. Number I'm two. I'm Florida at one. We'll, we'll, we'll come yeah. back to that. Yeah. That. Number two, team, I have Washington. Wow. Trev? Uh, I got Lightning. I have Rangers, too. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Number three, Tampa Bay. Three, I got Canes. I have Hurricanes as well. Wow, okay. Uh, number four, Toronto. I have Toronto four. Panthers four. Number five, I have Pittsburgh. I got the Leafs at five. I have Washington five. I, I do like what they did in the offseason. Six, I have the Rangers. I got the uh, Penguins at six. I have Boston at six. Seven. I have Boston seven. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Seven for Boston. Penguins seven for me. Uh, and then eight, my last team in the playoffs. I have Carolina eight. I got Capitals eight. I have Florida eight. So we had the same teams in. Same teams in, but Evan has Florida and Washington winning their respective divisions. Why is that, Ev? Um, So with Florida, uh, they were put in such a difficult spot last year, right, at the beginning of the year when Joe Quenville got fired. Um, For obvious reasons, they had to kind of scramble. And I don't think – like, I don't think last year was their year, even though they were the number one seed last year. Um, I just think, like – there were a lot of things that went wrong, obviously, in the playoff series, but I think this team comes back. And I honestly, like, yeah, the trade, they gave up a lot. We would all agree, um, you know, in the Huberto trade. But, like, 
to me, they're a legit team. If you kind of look at what they have, um, right, obviously Sam Bennett came on last year. We know what Anthony Duclair is about. They still have the leadership in Pat Hornquist. I'm just kind of rolling down here. Uh, Lou Storinen is a guy who came on. Anton Lundell. And then Matthew Kachuk, to me, is like a, like a generation. I think you forgot now. someone. No, I was just scrolling through names. Obviously, Barkov, Ryan Hart, <laughs> Um, But, no, I think Kachuk, like, I would take Kachuk 10 out of 10 times over Huberto. I would. I absolutely would. I think Kachuk, at his age and just the how he plays the game, like, I think that's what they were missing last year. They didn't have physical toughness. Obviously, Huberto, you know, such a great playmaker, but he's not going to, like, go in uh, on the boards, like, make hits. Like, that. they got bullied by Tampa Bay in that series. They didn't have somebody to respond. Kachuk's the perfect guy to get under um, teams like the Lightning skin. And then on defense, yeah, the loss of Uyghur sucks, but, like, Ekblad, Forsling, Gudis, Montour, Mark Stahl, Delzato, like, I think that's fully capable. And then they have, obviously, Spencer Knight and uh, Bobrovsky. So, to me, they're a team that, that, like, is getting overlooked too much by a lot of people based on the trade when, in in my opinion, in, like, in that trade, they got the best player. And I think you got to look at that. I mean, I see your argument. To me, though, it's like, yes, they got the best player, but they lost 115-point score, and they lost a, a guy who played on their top two pair uh, in Uyghur. I have questions about Ekholm's health. Uh, he seemingly can't stay healthy two seasons in a row with significant injuries. They bring in Paul Maurice, which I think is a wild hire to not keep Burnett after the year they had under him, especially with the problems that arose with the Quenville firing. Obviously, it's like that guy, he won that job fair and square. I mean, President's Cup trophy, best team in, in the regular season. And you bring in Maurice, who stepped down from Winnipeg, said he wasn't super passionate in coaching, and, and all of a sudden he's back. I just think it's a weird hire. Um, I think they would have been better off with Brunette. I see your argument, Ev. I just – I don't know. I think they gave up too much in the trade, number one. And I don't know how confident I am in the goalie pair as well. Yeah, real quick before Trev goes, I would just say, too, like, Paul Maurice stepped down because, number one, he had been there for forever in Winnipeg. And, like, at some point, you need a change in, like, just change in voice, change in I get that. So I think he was right to step down. He'd been there for so long. Um, and then as far as Brunette goes, like, I think if they win that series against Tampa Bay, he gets the job. I think what did him in was that horrible power play in that series against Tampa Bay because he even came out and was like, yeah, this is my fault. Like, I'm constructing what – you know, they're supposed to be doing on the power play and just didn't work out. So I think that's probably like the two elements to why Brunette was not brought back. No, I, I, I see the argument. I just don't think one bad series on the power play should be enough to, to lose you a job. I get what, 0 for 31, 1 for 32, yeah, something it was like bad. that. It was bad. Mm. Trev, do you have any thoughts on the Panthers? They're kind of going off with Evson. I mean, I'm high on uh, to Chuck, but. I don't know. I feel like they just gave up a lot. Huberto, Uyghur. I mean, those are two of the top dogs. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. It's This season's going to be interesting, especially for the Flames and Panthers with that trade going down. But I can see them at one. I can see them at seven. So, I don't know. We'll see. What about Washington? Ev? Why two? So, Washington, yeah, to me, Washington's a team who I was impressed by in some ways last year. Like, they've had the same core for forever, and to me, like, 
that's a big advantage. Like these guys are comfortable playing with each other. And I always thought Washington was a goalie away when they were playing um, with Samsonov and Vanacek. Like to me, it felt like they needed to go make some sort of change, um, you know, with their yeah, goal. You saw the, the flurry rumors near the deadline. You saw that exactly right. Flurry was, you know, Washington was a name in there. They didn't opt to go trade for a goalie, but I loved Kemper. I mean, Kemper was on my, I think, like most underrated team last year when we did that. Obviously, he won a cup, um, but he was so strong in the regular season. And I think he's one of the best goalies in the game. So to add that to a pretty like established core with like John Carlson, uh, Nick Jensen, Dmitry Orlov, and Trevor Van Reems like on the back end. And then you look up front, right? I mean, Connor Brown's brought in, um, Nick Backstrom, Lars Eller, Carl Hagelin. Marcus Johansson, Kuznetsov, Mantha's back healthy, Oshi, Ovechkin, Shiri, Dylan Strom was brought in, Tom Wilson's still there. To me, they're a complete team, and I really think they'll win the Metro. I think they're being overlooked by a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I had them fifth. I, I think they are really good. I still had Carolina and New York ahead of them. Just, I think, yes, it is a benefit to have a core that's been together for a long time, but eventually that core does start to age. Backstrom. Yeah, I think injuries are going to play a huge factor in yeah. this season. Backstrom missed a lot of time last year. Kuznetsov missed some time. I don't expect Ovechkin to slow down, but a lot of those role players, you're banking on big production. Like, outside of Mantha, you really can't point to a younger guy in that locker room that's, like, shown he's capable of something like a 25-60 season. Mm. I do love Kemper. I do love Kemper. I mean, it's interesting. I think Trevor and I were talking about this. It, it's like it seems as though the Eastern Conference has kind of been set in stone before the season has begun the last few years. I kind of see it that way again, but in terms of one through eight, it could go a lot of different ways. Yeah. While we're on it, too, real quick, Newman did send before we move on to like the third team. <laughs> um, I would just say Newman had, uh, he sent it by division. So he had Toronto first in the Atlantic, Tampa, Florida. In the Metro, Rangers, Hurricanes, Penguins, and his wild cards were Boston, Ottawa. So he is Washington out. Wow. Columbus out. Um, so I was surprised to see that. Ottawa, that's yeah, uh, high for Ottawa. That is, I think, wishful thinking if you're an Ottawa fan. You yeah. you add to Brinkett and Drew, that's obviously great. You expect Kachuk and Stuzel to continue to take steps forward, but – I think there's still a couple pieces away. Yeah, I mean, at least a couple of years. A goaltender for sure is necessary. I would say Cam Talbot was brought in, but to me, the problem there is just the defense. I just, they, I don't think outside there. of Shabbat and um, that kid they got in the uh, Stone deal. What's is it? Eric um, Branson? Yeah, uh, I think his name's like Branstrom or something. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Uh, should we flip to the West? Yeah. Let me do that. We have um, num- yeah, number one for me, Colorado. Yeah, you got to go, Colorado. Yep, me too. Number two, Edmonton. I like it. I have Calgary too. Wow. Number three for me, I'm going to go with Dallas. Wow. That's high. Wow. I got wild three. I have wild three <laughs> too. Okay. Four, this might get even more of a reaction. Winnipeg? Nope. 
I'm going Vancouver four. Oh my Jesus Christ. I have Edmonton four. I got the Flames at four. You have Vancouver above Calgary? Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. My God. I think they'll be sneaky good this year. Um five. I have St. Louis. Yeah, I get St. Louis at five as well. I have Nashville five. That's fair. Six, Calgary. I got the Golden Knights at six. I have them at six as well. Wow. Wow. Uh, Wild or seven, I have uh, Nashville. Nashville. Yeah, I I get the Preds at seven as well. I have the Kings at seven. And then eight, I have Minnesota. I got Kings at eight. I have St. Louis eight. Wow. Wow. Go ahead and call it. Unpack it. I mean, first of all, Dallas. Dallas? Didn't they lose Klingberg? They lost Klingberg. They really did not make any moves on the offensive end that I can recall. So you're pretty much going back in with that same first line of Hintz, Robertson, and Pavelski, and then you hope Ben and Sagan bounce back. But outside of that, you carry on of maybe. What do you have on that team that you like so much, Evan? So, number one, um, they brought in a guy I like a ton who really broke out last year. Um, Mason Marshman from Florida, I thought that was a really underrated signing. Um, yep. He's got a lot of speed. He's a physical player, scores goals, gets to, to the dirty areas. I mean, he's pretty big, 6'4", 209. So, I think he provides that sort of um, addition that they needed because they needed someone else, obviously, outside the line you referenced. But then you got, like, Ben and Sagan, I think, will step up a little bit this year. They were horrible last year. But, like, in my opinion, they will not. Like, you just can't. Players of that caliber just don't repeat shitty seasons unless they're, like, washed. And I just don't think either of them are washed yet. And then I look on the defensive end. Yeah, they lost Klingberg, which is, like, a pretty decent loss. But, like, Haskinen's still there, and he's a superstar. You get Ryan Suter still there, Colin Miller, Essa Wendell. Um, They got – Hawk and Pa, and then Will Butcher. So to me, that's their top six. But then I love Ottinger, Jake Ottinger from uh, obviously the playoff he had in that series against Calgary. Like, absolutely put the team on his back. Like, I think he's got to be in there for a best candidate coming into this year. Um, because I don't think we've seen a, a performance in a series as good as we saw it from Jake Ottinger uh, against Calgary. That, Maybe Marshall's performance in that same series. It's a fair, that's a fair comparison. But that, I mean, that's my take on Dallas. I think, like, if Ben and Sagan can be better, if Marchman can provide a spark, and then you look like in the goaltender position, and then Ottinger, like, I think they have potential. I mean, to me, the the issue with Dallas is like, I mean, you don't have Nashville in. No, I seven. seven. Okay. Um, so you have – all right, I mean, I can see it. Like, Trevor and I did talk about the Central. feels like there are a couple teams like Dallas that I could see having good years or bad years. I think Winnipeg is kind of in that same category, though. You look at what they have on paper, they're a good team. Yeah. Hellebuck is a very good goalie. You have Shifley, Wheeler, Connor, Ehlers, Luke Dubois, <laughs> Pionk, and Morrissey on the back end. Like, that's a strong core. Yeah, get some but goal scores. nobody has them in the playoffs. Mm. I just I don't yeah. see 
I think there's teams. just too many good West teams to put them yeah. there. I think there's too much depth on other teams for teams like uh, Dallas and like Winnipeg to be There's like three or four driven. teams that are borderline wild card and borderline yeah. bottom four in the West. There are. Real quick, I'll jump in and say, Newman has it exactly how I do. Colorado, Dallas, St. Louis, Edmonton, Vancouver, Calgary. And then he's different with uh, Los Angeles Kings as his wild card one and Nashville two. So he has Minnesota and Vegas out. Minnesota out is wow. Yeah, no, that's so that's Newman. That's criminal. I mean, before we get to Vancouver, I, Trev and I both had uh, Vegas at six. I yeah, think... I'd love to hear because Robin Leonard's out for a <laughs> yeah, while. I know. Um, I mean, I think Thompson played all right last year when he played. I'm not. Who's their backup? Do they still have Subban? I think it's um. It was the old Winnipeg guy. I can't remember his name. Um, Comrie? No. I'll It'll come it. to me. Uh, yeah. Anyways, a full season of Eichel. Yeah, that's that's going to be exciting. full season of Mark Stone. I mean, you think about just those guys alone. Chandler Stevenson stepped up in a big way last year. Mm-hmm. Marsha Show had 35. You get Pacioretty back. Then you have Theodore Petrangelo on the back end, uh, White Cloud. Go ahead. Uh, Pat's ready on Carolina now, but they oh, did bring in. But they did bring in uh, Phil Kessel very recently. Yes, they brought Kessel in, <clears throat> who connected with Eichel last night on a pretty goal. Um, I can see that. You still have Riley Smith there. You still have William Carlson. I, I think they have a lot of scoring depth on the top nine. I think the defense is still good. Um, yes, the goaltender is a question mark, but I would out for the season. The season, obviously, they can look towards a trade if that becomes necessary. But I kind of see Vegas as last year's Toronto, like, could win any game by scoring. Granted, you don't, you don't have the, the Matthews type caliber. Uh, Mitch Marner type caliber of goal scoring, but I think there are enough goal scorers on that team for them to get by in a lot of games. I mean, I understand where you're coming from for sure. Like, they're a team that's had so much success in, like, the past. I just worry about the defense. Again, the defense let them down last year. Like, they were in it, and, like, they – I mean, there were games where they should have won that they didn't. You remember that game against San Jose, I believe? And, like, you had the win, and then they give up a goal with, like, less than a second or, like, with seconds left. And it's, like, to me, Petrangelo obviously is so key. Like, he's got to stay healthy, number one. But, like, outside of Petrangelo, like, I don't look at one defenseman that really, like, stands out to me on Vegas. And I don't have the roster in front of me. This is off the top of my head. Yeah, they have a good offensive group. But, again, it was an offensive group that had its ups and downs. Like, I think – they relied a lot on Marsha still last year, who I who did deliver another 30 plus year. But again, he's a guy at the beginning of his career with Tampa Bay, who was a nobody. So can, like, can you really rely on Marsha to get 35, 40 goals? And well, the Eichel point, hold on, the Eichel point is fair. I'm just not too overly impressed with Jack Eichel. And, and that that might just be a personal thing. I just think he's overrated. I, just, I think Eichel, Eichel is capable of 90 to 100 points. Um, which like if he does that, you don't need Marcus to score thirty five. 
I think you're overlooking Stone missing half the year. I think you're also overlooking who's behind the bench, Bruce Cassidy. I mean, Boston, I a top five defensive team for the last five years under Cassidy. <laughs> Good special a, teams. A top five offensive team in the last five years under Cassidy. So I think you're going to see some overall improvement in that group. I think there are guys you definitely can get more out of, Carlson especially. Um, I just think a full season of a healthy stone, a healthy Eichel, like I, I can't see them miss even with the goalie. I think they'll figure that out. Yeah, no, I mean, Logan, Logan Thompson, he looked good at times, but I think there's a lot of pressure riding on him. If they had Leonard in there, maybe I have them as a wild card team. I just like that to me was the you know the breaking point for why I couldn't have them in. All right, how about Vancouver? Vancouver's a team that, you know, when Bruce Boudreaux got hired, when they made the coaching change, change to fire Travis Green, like they were one of the best teams in hockey. They with were. Bruce Boudreaux behind the bench. Uh, I think it was like just like a culture type thing. They needed a change. They got it. If you look back last year, I think Newman had them in the playoffs last year. So, like, I think the pieces are there for them to be successful. We know what Demko's about, Connor Garland. Um, you know, Bo Horvat, what a year he had. Brock Besser, when Bruce Boudreaux was hired, Brock Besser took off um, because I think Bruce Boudreaux challenged Brock Besser in the right ways. Um, so this is a team, like, in a weaker Pacific division. They play really well at home. They have a good goaltender. I think they're a team that can surprise people. Uh, so that's what, kind of my take on Vancouver. Um, they brought in Ilya Makaya from Toronto, who's, who's like a sneaky goal scorer. Um, in Toronto, like they have so many names there, but McCann, I believe, had 20 plus goals a year ago. So there's an offensive boost. So we'll see. I mean, they're a team I like. They're a team that played well last year um, after Travis Green was gone. So I'll give them a shot. Yeah, I like. I mean, they're quick, they're young, they're fast. I mean, there is definitely a lot of potential there. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not discrediting it. I think I just like the Kings better. Uh, I mean, you look at Byfield, Deneau, Kempe, Kopitar, Trevor Moore had a great second half. Uh, maybe you see Turcotte this year. Ardvidsson, they brought in Fiala. Ayafalo had a career year last year. Uh, Grunderstrom, solid player on the front. And then you look towards the back, a lot of young guys. Mikey Anderson, Dursey, uh, Roy. Bjorn foot and then you still have Doughty and I like the goaltending tandem I, I know Jonathan Quick is aging but I think as the years go by Cal Peterson has had more and more starts and has played better and better as the years have gone on under Quick I think that's almost a 50-50 split at this point if not favoring Peterson this year I like a lot of what the Kings have on paper well the Kings are an interesting team because obviously Fiala gets brought in so that's a huge addition um, so that's number one, number two. And I think it's a fair point. Like they, they were the team that I was thinking about for that last wild card spot because they did look good last year. To me, it was a year where a lot of guys overperformed. I mean, the line to me, my red flag was the line that they, they were really relying on in the playoffs to get them goals, which they did. Like they kept them in that series against Edmonton, but like, they're not a line I don't think you can rely on too much. It was when they went Grundstrom, Deneau, and Trevor Moore, who, again, all delivered and had great series against Edmonton. But, like, you I can't think in an ideal world, players. though, that's your third line this year. 
let's say you go Kopitar, mm. Ardvinson, and um, Grunderstrom, line one. Okay, well, then, well, Grunderstrom's who I'm talking about. Yeah, I know, I know, but I, I think they have enough depth. You go Kempe, mm. Fiala, mm. Ayaflalo, maybe your second line, and that gives you probably more to know. Byfield or Turcotte, like I think that's far better than what they had last year. I mean, I think like the Fiala addition gives them flexibility, but yeah, let's not forget too. I mean, they lose Dustin Brown, who, like, again, that's a guy who's your captain for how many years? Like that voice going away, like that's tough. I think you as still well. have the Doughty and Kopitar and Quicks in that locker room, though, that have been there before. Fair. I mean, listen, that's definitely fair. I just think, like, you know, is Doughty the same player as he once was? I don't know. Like, is Kopitar is quick? Like, I'm more willing to bet on, like, the JT Millers, the Elias Pettersons, the Brock Besters of the world who are still, like, I mean, these are top-tier forwards. Bo Horvat. Like, these guys are going to deliver. I don't know about the Kings front. I think it's a fair point. I think everything you're saying is correct. I just would take Vancouver's group over Los Angeles's, and that to me what what it came down to. And I'd also take Demko over Peterson. So yeah, I mean it's fair. It's a fair argument. I just think Fiala, uh, thirty-one and forty-three last year. You you can't look outside of Kachuk and Huberto flipping teams, outside of Goudreau moving. Outside of Kadri moving, there's not a more impactful forward that, that moved teams this year. I, I agree. I think the test will be, is Kevin Fiala that guy? I think we'll have a better understanding. Yeah. Like, if that is Can he drive a is. line? Right. Can he oh, do that? It's a fair argument. Um, and if he can, move? if he can, like, if he can replicate the year he had last year, the Kings will be good. I don't know if he can do it, but if he can, like, watch out. Like, I'd say that that's a huge jolt for them. Let's move to the most overrated team coming into the year. I went one from each conference. Um, I'm not sure what you guys had. I don't mind starting. Uh, okay. I went St. Louis from the West. They are currently the 13th highest betting odds to win the Cup. Uh, you lose Huso, who I thought was the better goalie last year. And they also lost Perron in the offseason. You gave money to guys like Thomas and Cairo, which, yes, they both had fantastic years last year. But Cairo missed a lot of time towards the end of the year getting benched or playing the fourth line. Uh, and I don't know if Rob Thomas is an eight-per kind of guy. Uh, granted, great year last year. I don't know if I see it every year for the next eight years. Uh, I'm not super high on them. I had them eight. The more Evan talks about Vancouver, the more I could even see Vancouver over St. Louis. I just don't know if I trust Bennington anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Trev, you want to go? Yeah, I mean, I, I like what you said about the Blues. Uh, so I had uh, my three teams. Uh, I think my number one was the Kings. I mean, I know we just talked about them. I know we just talked about how they had, you know, depth. Uh, they got a little better, we think. Uh, but I don't like, you know, relying on Kopitar and Quick and all the uh, the veterans to carry a good portion of that team. Whereas, like, a team like Vancouver, it's like they're young, they're quick, they're fast, they're healthy. Less of a worry there. So I'm, I'm not too high on the Kings. I could see them making the playoffs, but I don't know. Not a huge fan. 
Yeah, my team's Los Angeles. Um, for one of the points Trev just mentioned, um, I think they got a lot of hype after they pushed Edmonton to seven. I just think it's just not going to be the same year for them. And Connor Newman's uh, overrated team is Florida. I had I also had the Islanders on there. They are shockingly, I mean, fifteenth highest in Stanley Cup betting. Oh, are you kidding? Uh, which oh. just by that metric alone, I think super overrated. I don't think they solved any issues with the roster. Yes, Trotz is gone, but so what? Like Barzal is free. That is the only benefit really to Trotz. Because outside I think of that, sucks. I don't think he's good. I don't think he'll lead a team. I think he can like carry a second line, but I don't yeah, think he's yeah. capable of carrying a first line yeah. like the best centers in the league are. No. Um, and, and you just don't have enough playmakers, like raw talent guys on that roster outside of him. Uh, all right, how about Dark Horse that is not in the playoffs but you could see making? Who do you have, Ev? I went one from each conference. So I can do the same. Um <laughs> My Western Conference team, I went on a reach here. I don't think it'll happen, but, like, I like what they did. So, I'm going to see Seattle um, because I think if Grubauer can have a better year, I think I don't think he could get much worse than he was. No, that's, that's certainly an out on the limb, though. What were they, second to last 10 points? Second to last, I like what they did. I love the additions of Burkowski and Bjorkstrand. I think that's offense that they needed. Um, I think you look on the back end, Justin Schultz, that's a really nice addition. And, again, you're kind of at that point banking on Grubauer turning it around. My Eastern Conference team, I went Detroit. Uh, I like a lot of what Detroit did. Steve Eisenman is a genius. Andrew Kopp, um, David Perron, Huso. So I think they're doing it the right way. Um, so for me, it's Detroit and Seattle. Connor Newman's team is Columbus. Uh, yeah, I also got Columbus in there. I think the Gaudreau adds huge. Uh, I didn't. I'm not a huge fan. Uh, West, I got the Stars. I know you said you had them in. Did you have them in? I did not. So you didn't have them. I wow. don't have them in. I think they very reasonably can make it in. I think there's enough talent. I just we're gonna have to see about. Whether the Sagan. veterans can, yeah, I just, I don't, I think Sagan, right, like, I feel like you're putting too much on Sagan and Ben to carry that team to the playoffs. I mean, I know they got a talent outside of that, but. Yeah, Cooper I mean, and that's, too. yeah, and that's the thing. Like, at one point, like, Ben and Sagan were those guys. I just don't even know what went wrong. They got old. Yeah, they are getting up there. I think that also, like, you look to towards the drama between the ownership and those two, like, publicly calling them out. I think that only made matters worse. Like, if you're Ben and Sagan, you're cashing a paycheck no matter what. What makes you want to go play for someone who's going to call you out of the media like that? Um, my sleepers, I had New Jersey in the East. Really like what they did in the uh, – the, towards the latter half of the year, obviously a healthy Jack Hughes this year. Um, who'd they add at a goaltender? Jersey? Oh, oh Vanacek. Yes, they added Vanacek. I think Vanacek and Blackwood That's make a, a very solid duo. Uh, I think Dougie Hamilton will have a lot better year. And then you just look at the young, the young guys on that team. Um, 
I'm fucking blanking. Like, Siegenthaler, I like his game a lot. Jesper Bratt had one of the more underrated seasons last year. I believe upwards of 70 points. So, if you can get that kind of production from Brad again, plus a full season of Hughes, I don't see why that team with the role players they do couldn't have a pretty good year as we welcome Maddie to, to the camera. Um, my Western Conference team is Vancouver for all the same reasons you made for them being in. Um, I can easily see them in, but – I just didn't. I, I didn't have them in. I think St. Louis is more proven core. O'Reilly, um, Falk. I like how Nick Letty played down the stretch for them. Krug. I think just guy more guys that have been there and, and know how to get there than Vancouver's roster, which is why I had them in. But I could easily see Vancouver with the talent they have making a push. Um, how about breakout players? What do you have? So, yeah, so – my first breakout player, I think he's in a better situation really now than he ever was before. I got Dylan Strom, uh, formerly last year with the Blackhawks, comes over to Washington. He's probably going to be their second line center, and he's got pretty damn good line mates. I think Oshie's maybe playing on his line. Uh, I think you're going to see Dylan Strom absolutely, absolutely thrive. He's looked really good in the preseason. Uh, back in Arizona when he was there initially, had a lot of hype around him. Never he had, really, he had a 70-point season for Chicago, didn't he? Yeah, I think he did. If he did, I'm shocked. Because and then he totally be, fell off. I'm going to Google that, but I'm almost right. – Google that, yeah. Let I'm me know on that. I, 70 seems kind of high. Google that and let me know. I do think, like, he's in a, he's in the best situation now than he ever has before in his career. No, I do so like I would take expect him. 70 points at least from Dylan Strom next year if he's slotted on that second line. Um, all right, well, you sorry. Go ahead. It was, um, it was 51. He had 17 okay. and 34 in 2018, 2019, <laughs> and 12, 26 for 38. But he only played 40 games in the shortened <laughs> season, nine and eight last year. I mean, 22 and 26. So, uh, yeah, year. maybe 30 goals for Dylan Strong this year. I'm not sure. My second guy, I'm going to stick with a Boston Bruin. Oh, boy. And I'm going to go with Mark McLaughlin. Um, I like this. I, I really like this kid. And it he, was had, so funny. Uh, he had two last night. Yeah. Yeah. He looks really good. And, like, I got to see him play when um, we did the broadcast at Boston College in the playoff game last year, and he scored the OT winner. So that was kind of when I first got introduced to Mark McLaughlin. And it was hilarious. We actually saw Don Sweeney, like, watching. Like, Don Sweeney was, like, right <laughs> in front of us watching the game. And at that point, we were like, why is Don Sweeney here? But at, obviously now it's obvious why he was there. Um, signed a deal, like, a week later with the Bruins. And I, I like this kid. Like you said, Trev, two goals um, in their most recent game, like, I don't know. Like, he looks pretty damn good. And I think he's going to be asked to do more with Marshand out early. And I think he can deliver. Put him in the right situation, give him good line mates. And I think, like, he could score 20 goals. So I'm going to go Mark. Hard Ball. skater, fast, gritty. Yeah. I, I like the pick a lot. Trev, who do you have? So for my first guy, I got Arturi uh, Lekkonen. Uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, this year, especially with uh, Kadri gone now, Colorado's going to need some more playmaking, some more goal scoring a little bit. I think that's where, I mean, he stepped up big when Kadri was out last year. Um, and, you know, he's never had a 40-point season in his career. So, I feel wow. like 
You look at the guys he's going to play with. Yeah, you know, like and that's too. Like, you know Colorado's going to be good, so I feel gonna like be on a power play unit. he's in a good situation this year. He knows what he needs to do. He got hot at the end of last year. I think yeah. he'll find it this year. He's an unbelievable playoff performer, by the way. Think oh, of yeah. his goal against Vegas with, when he was with Montreal. Think of his cup-winning goal this past year. I think he scored the winner. So, yeah, I love The I winner in, in Montreal's cup as well. Yeah, one in in the lockout or the not lockout but the bubble year. Yeah, he's legit. Oh, and then he scored. Didn't he score one against Edmonton too? Like when the, in that series, I think. Yeah, it was in six five. Three. The OT winner, six five. Yes, thank yeah. you. Yeah, this dude's nuts. I like that trip. Yeah, I think he's a good, good goal scorer. I mean, he skates well. I, he knows where to be on the ice. I I think that's my guy this year. Who's your second? My second guy was Jamie Drysdale. Defenseman for Anaheim. I think with the loss, I mean, they obviously got Klingberg, but Klingberg's more of an offensive guy. Uh, I see Jimmy Dreisler. It's just, I mean, I, watching him last year, I mean, he's, he's 19 years old. He's young. He skates well. He moves the puck well. The only thing I think I need to see him work on more is the defense. He, uh, he was on the, his plus minus wasn't great last year, but I think now, I mean, he led he led Anaheim defenseman in ice time last year, and I, wow. 19 20 years old so i yeah i'm high on him this year i like that pick a lot especially with the vets in that in that d-man group you have fowler shattenkirk you had klingberg mm-hmm. I, I like that a lot fowler and shattenkirk both had great years last year i had them in fantasy for a long time um my two uh i would say these ones are probably a lot more common in terms of uh who are people are looking at this year i have cole caulfield as one of my mm-hmm. 22 goals in 37 games to end the year under St. Louis. Obviously, you hear in the media him talking about how he always mirrored his game after him. Now he's his coach. Obviously, he's going to learn so much. Nick Suzuki had a great year last year after a horrible start. I think that line is going to be pretty good. Caulfield, Suzuki, and literally whoever else they, they play <laughs> with them, I think, are going to be successful. Uh, and then secondly, I have Tim Stuzel in Ottawa. Um you add to Brinkett and Giroux. That's huge. Like that. Guys you can learn from. Uh, played really well with Kachuk. You look at, I mean, Norris had 40 tucks last year. Batherson. There's a lot of young talent. Uh, I think the more we talk about Ottawa, the more I like him. Yeah, especially up front. Um, I mean, Stuzel finished a point a game in his last 35 games last year. So the production is already there. I'd expect him to be close to 65 to 75 this year. With the guys he's going to be playing with, that power play unit is going to be so much better with Giroux and Debrinkit. And also, those two guys, specifically Debrinkit, takes the pressure off guys like Norris and Stuzel and Batherson to score so many goals. So I think that was a big uh, – I really like what Ottawa did in the offseason. Um, no, I agree. Newman's too. He had Drysdale, just like Trev, and then Jake Ottinger at Dallas. Interesting. Uh, two busts this year. Um, first guy, I'm going Matthew Shane. I just think after last year, he had 40 goals, 40 plus goals, he had 40 plus assists. I'm just not seeing that again this year. Um, that to me felt like a one and done type situation for Matthew Shane. I think he could get 20, 25, but but like he's just never going to be, in my opinion, back to a 40 goal score. So I think he'll drop off heavily. And then Brock Nelson scored 37 goals last year. I don't even know how he did that. Um, because he was a never talked about and B playing yeah. on a shitty team. Um, uh, Brock Nelson's a good player. I just think he's a 20 goal guy. 
I don't think he's a 37 goal guy. So I think those are two guys that you're going to see drop off heavily. For uh, my two busts, my number one guy, well, I had three, but I'm going to, I'm going to say two. I had John, uh, Johnny Gaudreau as one of them. I know that I'm hot. I said I had the Blue Jackets as a dark horse, but I don't know if there's enough talent there. I mean, he, he had 115 points last year. I don't think he's going to nearly come close to that. I still think he's going to be good. I just don't see him at 115 this year. And then my other guy is Stamkos. And he broke the 100-point tally for the first time in his career last year. But I don't know. I think age and injuries are going to catch up to him. Uh, I don't know. I think Tampa Bay just has too much talent to the point where, like, I think Kucherov's going to be better this year. You know, Hedman does his thing and all that. But I don't know. I don't see him having 106 points this year. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with the Stamkos one and Goudreau to a point. Like, I don't think Lindholm, Goudreau, or Kachuk have the seasons they did ever again last year. I, it's shocking to me that the three of those guys couldn't figure out a way to stay for as long as possible because I can't think of a more dominant line Yeah. for I – mean, If you look at the plus-minus, they yeah, were one, two, one, two four, and three. Or whatever uh, it was. You can't think of a more dominant line last – five, ten years, and maybe, like, Kessel, Crosby, Malkin, or Bergeron, Marshan, Pasternak, maybe McKinnon, Renton, and, and Landis Gog when they played together. Yeah, outside but of that. Just dominant, dominant play. I, I was shocked that they couldn't figure out how to stay together. But I can see both of those guys. I also think Braden Point is going to take a huge step forward for Tampa. I wouldn't be shocked if Stamkos isn't even center one to start the year. Well, yeah. Uh, my two busts, Chris Kreider, um, average draft position right now is 26. I'll put him, you know, late third, early third, depending on how many teams are in your league. How old is he? Um, he's going to be, what, 30. 33, 30? He's older than that. He's older than 30. Yeah. Um, no way he scores 52 again. I mean, 25 power play goals, just obscene. Uh, granted, yes, he scores a lot of goals from the dirty areas, but – 52, that's prolific scoring. Yeah. I, Chris Kreider, I think that's his peak. Yeah, he's not a prolific scorer. He's a, a 35 to 40 with the guys around him. Um, also, they lost Cop. I think that plays a big role. He kind of was able to take the pressure off of Kreider a little bit in terms of the physicality on the offensive side in the top six. Uh, I think that's going to be an underlooked loss for the Rangers. And then I'm going Eric Halla. Um, I oh, believe – I believe like a, almost a career year last year, but upwards of 50 points for yeah, Boston. Yeah, somewhere around 45. Um, I can't see him uh, obviously not going to be a second line center with Krejci back. I think his points regress significantly. I mean, you look. Well, he's not even stretch. here anymore. No, he's in New Jersey, right? Oh, I'm a fucking idiot. Okay, so then definitely Eric Hall. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah that's who uh, they got. Exactly. Zaka, exactly. that's right. That's right. I'm going Hall for sure. Then he, he's, I'd put him at 35 max. Yeah, Newman agrees. He's Kreider, Colin, and then uh, Quinn Hughes, which is interesting. Yeah, I saw Quinn Hughes. I think Quinn Hughes is more based on fantasy. I saw he was like average 50 draft position ahead of guys like, um, you know, let me pull the article up. And while I do, uh, Evan, you want to tell me who your headline you're looking at this year is yeah so my headline's a pretty basic one but like it never and i this is my famous quote from just these podcasts 
It's like it just never happens the way that you think it will. Um, like some like crazy shit always happens. Like who had Chris Crowder with 52 goals and 25 power play goals last year? Like nobody, which like there's always just surprises with teams and players. So my headline is just like which teams and which players on nobody's radar right now will emerge because there's always those guys that like, we're just not talking about today, but like in six months from now, we'll be like, wow, we didn't. Yeah. They'll be top 10 in scoring. Yeah. We'll be like, wow, we're fucking idiots. Like, like who would have had Kevin Fiala with 80 something points? Like just nobody. So it's, uh, it's, it's really interesting. So that's my headline. I think mine is, uh, what Toronto's going to do when it comes postseason time. And, uh, I mean, they've proven to us that they're a good team in the regular season. The talent's there. Goaltending can be a little better. You know, every team needs improvement. But, I mean, you got Marner and Matthews, and then you got a bunch of guys around them that know what they're doing. I mean, they should be a borderline Eastern Conference Finals team on paper, but they just haven't proven it yet. So, Who's their goalie going into the year? Matt Murray. Is it Sam Sonov? I think it's going to be Matt Murray. I, I think he's right. Yeah, so that's a headline in itself. I mean, yeah. can Matt Murray return to form? Uh, I say no. Um, another headline just relating to Toronto, it's not mine, but Mitch Marner playing defense. Uh, how the fuck is that going to play out? Like, you're going to take him off your top line and throw some bum up on the first line with Matthews. Like, that team is works so well because they have Matthews and Marner together and Nylander and Tavares together. So they have two lines that can drive the scoring. You subtract Marner from that as grand, as great as Matthews is, he's not a line driver in terms of playmaking. He's a scoring line driver. I think Marner's where you're going to miss a lot of those Matthews easy goals because he's the one feeding it across. Um, Yeah. Real quick. I'll jump in before you give your headline. Just touch on that because I know we have, at it coming up next, I believe. Um, I think it's absurd and ludicrous to be putting Mitch Marner on defense for any yeah. period of time on the ice. Uh, um, like, what the fuck? I'm sorry, but like, what the fuck are you doing, um, Sheldon Keith? Like, why would you ever do that? Like, number one, he's not the biggest dude in the world. So, if you imagine him going against like a Matthew Kachuk, Mark Stone, like, Mark Stone. These guys, these big bodies are just going to absolutely manhandle Mitch Marner. He's, he's Mitch Marner's best. Of the Maple Leafs. To me, I could only picture him playing defense in a perfect world. If you're Toronto, the only time he plays defense is if you're down a goal five minutes in the game. I think if that's yeah. all they're trying to do, then this headline's getting blown way out of proportion. But if he's going to play more than like two or three shifts a game as a defender, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Um, my headline was, can Bruce Cassidy prove he wasn't the problem in Boston? Um, Love that. We debated this at length on the podcast uh, many moons ago, whether it was Sweeney or Cassidy yeah. that was to blame. Fiery debates. I have always been team Cassidy. I think Sweeney's a fucking clown. Yeah, I'm not a huge um, Sweeney guy either. There's absolutely no way that he's going to get a deal done with Pasternak, which is fucking pitiful. Um, it seemed as though Pasta was encouraged by the Cassidy firing, which was confusing to me. 
Obviously, Evan, you pointed towards Krejci now coming back. Now that Cassidy's gone, maybe there was something going on Yeah, there. as much as I'm a Cassidy guy, I feel like there's something we don't know. Maybe in that locker room, sure. But I think, like, he is a fucking top five coach in the NHL. That's I think, why I, no, I think he's a so coach, high. but, I mean. I think Vegas is going to be really good this year, and that's going to prove that Cassidy, yes, maybe is not perfect for locker room unison and gumdrops and lollipops and all that shit, but you're grown men playing a sport for money. There's going to be some disagreements. There's going to be some moves you don't like, but in the end, at the end of the day, it's a business. And yeah, but like at the end of the day, you know, your coach and based on everything we've heard, like your coach has to, I guess, respect you and the, the players have to respect the coach. And like, if one of those things is missing, I mean, the, the these players will tune out a coach. Like, and it's one of those things where it's like NHL coaches just don't stay with their teams long. Like it's like this for most sports. Like you're there for two, three years, four years. If you're there for as long as Cassidy was, which was a little while because it was five, five, five years. Like that's a good amount of time. Like the Bruins at the point where they like went to the cup in 2019, like that's a huge feat, but like you expect like, to win a Stanley Cup, and I think that's what the Bruins wanted, and um, I don't think they liked how they performed the last couple of seasons. So, um, I mean, I was to always- me though, and I don't want to get into the Sweeney debate, but this is the Sweeney debate because when you talk about Cassidy, you have to talk about Sweeney. I don't think there was anything that Cassidy could have done with the roster that Sweeney gave. Sweeney's drafting has sucked. Sweeney, yeah, last- number one, he decade. cannot draft a fucking NHL player. He's missed on almost every single pick. Um, I mean, the only positive is Lysel, who still seems a year or two away. Um, but you look at, like, like you expect me to believe that Eric Hall is a second-line center in the NHL. You expect me to believe that, like, Craig Smith is still going to put up 50 points a year, like, as a second-line player. That's just not realistic expectations. You look at I the 2019, think... you look at 2019 when they went to the cup, Corrali, Achari, and uh, oh my God, what was Wagner. his name? Wagner, yes. That was the best line all playoffs for the Bruins. And that has always been the Bruins' strong suit. Fourth Whenever line, they have yeah. making deep cup runs, it's the fourth line. And maybe it's not the best line in terms of goal getting, Evan, but no, it, they play good defense, they eat up time, and they keep the pressure off the goalie. And that's all you need. They're physical. They're fast. They're smart. They don't make turnovers. Think of think of all the clutch goals Corrali has scored. They in the simplify the they simplify the game so much. Yeah. Just... And then you let Corrali walk for a measly two a year, and then and then you go get Felino three. That's a mistake. Yeah, Felino's ass. You let Achari walk, and then he goes and puts up twenty five for Florida the year after. Um, he had two hat tricks that year. Yeah, it's like. Just like small moves like that, that I think really can alter a team's outcome, Sweeney has missed. And I don't think that's on Cassidy for not getting enough out of Oscar Steen and Anton Blee and Trent Frederick. Like those guys, yeah, he he got got plenty out of Frederick and Steen. I mean, those guys are just, I don't see them as anything more than role players on any team. I think Frederick has the most potential out of those guys, but. You can't point a finger at Cassidy for not getting secondary production when you're putting guys out there that are not NHL producers. Well, I don't uh, – There's there was a lot there. Um, yeah, there was. 
I would say like, uh, okay, you can look at it, but my first point would be like, how, and we can t- get into the Bruins talk now, but like, to me, how often do you see <coughs> NHL teams invest in their bottom six, like, and pay the guys that they've already had? Hold on. It's not an investment. Like, no, that's true. No, I know, but like, it's so like you're going to make the priority the top six. You're gonna make the priority the free agents. Old like who's available and who is good on your team that you need to lock up. That's the priority. The priority. I is get that. I'm excited to see what Zach has got this year. Zach. I agree, and he's gonna play. I think a big role. But like you look at it too, like Thomas Nosek when they brought him in, like un- had a lot of success in Vegas. You come in and like. He didn't necessarily pan out how they wanted to. Frederick was a guy who should he should be given a chance, I think, on that fourth line. He showed some spark. And then, like, um, who else? Jack Stanika is even a guy who, like, you want to give a shot to. And Nick Felino was here for, like, leadership. So, like, Felino's yeah, still here, though. It sucks that it's they lost to Chari and Corrali. But at the end of the day, Corrali got two and a half million. And I understand the Felino point, but, like, I don't know. That's just it, – it's tough to pay your fourth-line center $2.5 million. And, like – I get that. That's something that no other team does. I get that. Well, Columbus went and did it. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, you uh, – to me, Corrali – granted, I, I loved Corrali, but he's more than just a fourth-line center, right? He's a penalty killer. He's He's clutch. He's physical. Like, he brings more than just a fourth-line center does. Um but you Based look at yeah. you look at guys like Sunika and like the Bruins have never gotten anything out of him. He was supposed to be what a first round, second round pick. He was supposed to be a decent NHL player. He's never shown really any capability. It looks like he's afraid to play. Frederick, hockey. Frederick's really the only one that's yeah. got natural minutes. And even him, it's like I mean, I, I just think there there are too many hits and misses in terms of Cassidy. And then you look at the deadlines, right? Like you're gonna tell me Lee Stefniak, Rick Nash are acceptable when you are first and I second. I like both moves. I yeah. thought the Rick Nash move was great, actually. And he fucking sucked. I thought Joe. I thought the Johansson pickup that year was good. Yep, that was a good pickup. I'll give you that. Johansson played really well in the playoffs, especially. But I like, mean, but that's the thing. You can't blame the guy for leaving because, like, at the end of that, at the end of the day, when I'm not blaming Johansson for leaving. I, I'm just saying. Even Corrales. Look at. Oh, no, I'm not blaming Crowley either. Go go get the money, of course, especially in the yeah. NHL when you get paid nothing. But yeah. you look at the deadlines and the positions the Bruins were in in those last few years, like they were just on the cusp. All he had to do was go out and make a big move. Like Kasha, yeah, obviously did not pan out. You have a first for him. Nick Ritchie really did not pan out. Terrible. Um even, even going back as far as David Back is. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, there's a lot of questionable moves. Taylor Hall was not the same player last year. Granted, no. he had a great uh, great end to the regular season after the Bruins acquired him. But I just think Sweeney has had way too many hits and misses to still have a job over Cassidy. When Cassidy produces yeah. statistically some of the best season, like top five in offense and defense for the last five years, that is – I don't know if there's a team outside of – Tampa or Colorado that can say that. And I don't even think they qualify defensively. I agree with okay, Trevor had a good point of like David Backus. Like that was bad. That I think might have been his worst move. And like 
I agree with you that like if Bruce is losing his job, then like Don probably should too. Like I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you there, but I think at the end of at the end of the day, like one had to go. That was the decision that ownership made, and like you gotta deal with it at this point. Like I don't. Maybe there's a reason why like Krejci left. Maybe there's a reason why Taylor Hall. Didn't have I, yeah, I think there is something more. Uh, there's something we don't know. Because, like, you're not you're not sending Bruce Cassidy out of here over Jake DeBrusque. Yeah, no. No. Like, Jake DeBrusque has had one good season. I just – I don't know. I honestly think Cam Neely's got to go. Yeah, I, I think, think he's well, him and Sweeney problem. are, you know, lovers. So. Yeah, I think so. Neely just brings in all these guys that he likes. And I don't know if they're necessarily the greatest fits. Yeah, it hasn't been good since, like, Blue Cheese when he brought him in. Yeah, I think Neely's got to go if the Bruins – I mean, this core is done in two they're to three years. They're going to be screwed in yeah. three years. This core is done. Two or three years, they're screwed. And I think when this core is done, Neely should be done too. No, I know. But, like, let's also not forget, too, though, like, right, like, the reactions and the situations. When the Bruins signed David Backus, I was excited. When the yeah. Bruins signed Taylor Hall, I was excited. Like, we were also no, hear blaming that, too. And then, like, yeah, like, he's done some good stuff, too, though. Like, right? Like, Grizzlick and McAvoy and Lysel and Jeremy Swayman. So, it's like, it's not oh, yeah. all bad. It's not the all bad hard. will overwash the good at the end of the day during every day. But, like, I don't know, like, he, he just got Hampus Lundholm last year. Like, don't we want that? Like, I, I love the move. And then he no. locks him up. Like, I agree. Like, I love the Lindholm move. I, I think Lindholm. I, I think that was a big ad. Lindholm, I would say, is a top 20 fantasy defenseman this year playing with McAvoy. Yeah. Well, how long is McAvoy out for? Two months, probably. Okay. Um, I don't know. The, the Bruins are really in a state of limbo, and it, it reminds me of the Sox after they won the World Series in 18. Like, you think about the star players. Obviously, Mookie left. You can compare him to Pasternak. You look at right. older guys like, uh, I mean, Price, obviously not a fan favorite, but you could look at Price as a oh, Bergeron. You could just say like a Bogart. It's yeah. Like, like, it's like a Martian. Like they're still going to play good, but like how much longer do they get? Exactly. So it's like. And mm-hmm. I also think like uh, I had a fucking point here, but I forget where I was going. I just jump in and say if if Don. All right. Here's here's what will get me extremely anti-Don. If they lose Pasternak, I will ride in the streets and I will cut off Don Sweeney's fucking head. <laughs> Quote yeah, it. I have no, I have no problem saying that right now. Like that would be the most horrible thing he could ever do. And if he, if he signs them, we got to give him credit. If he doesn't, then we can just ch- ask first head to be chopped off. They're the going to be the worst team in the league. I agree. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think lastly, I would just point to like the defensive acquisitions. Like the for as strong as the Bruins' top four is played. McAvoy, Grizzly, Carlo, and let's say um, Lindholm. No, I'm talking before Lindholm. Chara. Yeah, Krug. Chara. Chara Krug. Yeah, Krug. Like as strong as those guys have played, and I think Clifton plays a huge role. This I think year. Clifton's gonna have a good year this year. I love Clifton. I, There's a plus for Don Clifton. I think Clifton has been fantastic. But you look at the guys that he brought in to address defensive depth, like. Jared Tenorti, Mike Riley, 
Forbert I thought, sucks. I thought Forbert was he a had great a good shot blocker. And he did play well in the playoffs. But you bring in these guys that are just so limited to being good at one specific thing. Yeah. And I get, like, there are not a million options out there, but there had to have been better ones at yeah. the time. I just I feel like I can yeah. go back to every trade deadline and even the ones where you get Hall and Lindholm, it was like still that feeling of unsatisfaction because there was more the team needed that wasn't. They needed another forward. They, they absolutely needed another forward. I and just the year they got Hall, they needed another defenseman, and they got Mike yeah. Riley. Yeah. Yep. No, I mean you're you're completely right. I would say too though, like I think Jim Montgomery is a very good coach. You saw the success that he had in college at the University of Denver. Goes to the NHL with Dallas. Has a really good first year. And then he had his personal struggles, which is like, yeah, like everyone goes through shit. Like, so they, he had to like step away and get fired, which like, I don't, I don't know if he resigned or what the fuck. He resigned. Maybe, I, he, he went to rehab. Okay. So he went to that. He came back to the NHL as, as an assistant coach for the, for the Blues, working with Steve Bott and Craig Berube. And now he gets a shot again. So I think there's, there should be optimism for Bruins fans. Like this guy's proven to be a successful head coach in the NHL and in college. And I'm excited to see kind of like how he, how he works with this team because like maybe they needed a new voice. I don't know. But Jim Montgomery, I think is the perfect hire. I was happy with uh, the move because like Bruins have got a lot of like players who came from college, right? Like the BUs, the BCs, like, yeah, I know it's not University of Denver, but like Montgomery has familiarity. The McLaughlin's, the Fredericks, the Nika's. My problem is if he doesn't get stuff out of those guys, it's on Sweeney now. Uh, yes. Yeah. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's wrap this up with a quick uh, way too early Stanley Cup. Evan? Way too early. I am going with – well, for, um, first off, uh, well, I guess Newman never sent me his uh, headline. So – my way too early. I gotta go. I gotta have Edmonton in. I mean, this is just it feels like Edmonton just building for this year. Like their time is very much coming. Uh, so I'm gonna go Edmonton. I'm gonna go Washington. Uh, for the reasons I noted. I don't know. We'll see. Um. So Newman's headline was: Was the situational use of Marner as a defenseman rub off on the rest of the league? Uh. No. I would say no as well, unless it's, like, fantastic. But uh, it's an interesting headline. Yeah. So you had Washington-Edmonton? Yeah. Wow, high on Washington. I'm playing it safe in the West. I'm going to say Colorado. I uh, You look at them after last year, I mean, obviously they lost Kadri, but I just think, like, they're still that team. They're still the best in the West. It's hard not to take them. I, I'm a big fan of the Oilers this year, but I just, I don't know, the goaltending last year scared me. But you bring in Jack Campbell. Yeah, you do. You But I don't do. think Jack Campbell is that guy. That's what I'm saying. Wow. I don't know. I don't. Wow. Look at what he did wow. in Toronto. Like, just not inspiring it's, numbers. It's not terrible, but it's not intriguing. It's, it's, and it's an upgrade. It is definitely an upgrade. It's an but upgrade, but I say, not to cut you off, Trev, but Toronto's defensive core and Edmonton's defensive core are comparable. Uh-huh. Like, he's not getting better defense in Edmonton. No. And then my uh, – I, ha- I I took the Hurricanes. Uh Wow. I know I get the Rangers and the Lightning ahead of them, but I just – I like them. They're fast. They're physical. They're young. Uh, and I just don't want to put the Lightning in that position. I just think the Rangers uh, – I don't know. I, I like the Hurricanes. I think they're uh, 
I think they're the team in the East this year. Well, real quick before Colin goes, I would just say to imagine Tampa goes to four straight cups. That's absolutely ridiculous. And yeah. Newman's that that I mean that's a headline in and of itself. Newman's cup. That is true. I didn't Colin think that. goes. Uh, Newman has Edmonton, Carolina. Carolina got me thinking because then yeah. Newman had Carolina. Yeah, uh, I have Calgary as my West. Whoa! Holy shit! I mean, I like I said, I I think they won. What? You subtract Goudreau and Kachuk, yes, but you bring in Huberto, you bring in Kadri, who just won a cup, which is intangible value, and you bring in Uyghur to address an already pretty strong young defense that just got playoff experience. They have another full year to play together. If Marshram repeats what he did last year, I still think Lindholm, Mangiapane, all the role players on that team are capable of continuing to play roles. Blake Coleman had a very good year last year. You add Huberto to that mix. You add Kadri to that mix. It's a strong, strong team. Uh, so they're my Western Conference winners. And I'm totally on team Avs and the Oilers, easily my top three between those three teams. I just think with the Flames, I just feel like their top line, that was like a process built over a couple of years. It was, but I think... They were so good last year because they built that over a couple of years, and then they put it together, and it was beautiful. Like, now you're bringing in all these... I think they're going to be good. I just don't know if they're going to have the chemistry and the, you know, the feel for a team like Colorado where they've been together for a couple of years now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Here, let me uh, let me just pull up their roster real quick. So, I mean, you look at uh, up the middle. You got Backlund, Coleman, Dubay, Kadri, Lindholm. Like, there's five NHL centers. Two of them very very good. Uh, on the wing, you have Huberto, Mangiapane. They brought in Sonny Milano, who had a very good year playing with the young guys in Anaheim last year. Mm-hmm as well as Lucic, uh, granted aging, but still, you saw how effective he was in the playoffs. Yeah, you get some physicality. Uh, right wing, Toffoli. A full season of Toffoli was one of the best fantasy players in the second half. Not much else. He did have a good end, end of the season. Not much else outside of right wing, I'll give you that, but they have so much depth at center. Like, I didn't even mention um, Kevin Rooney. I didn't mention Cody Eakin. Um, so there's still some depth on that team. Trevor Lewis, another guy. You look at the defense, Anderson, Hannafin, Chillington. Uh, sorry, I have to scroll. Stone, Tana, Valamecki, Uyghur, Zadorov. Like, holy fuck. That's yeah, so, eight NHL names. defensemen. Yeah. Like, it is a very good team on paper. And, and I honestly think losing Huberto and Kachuk, you eliminate that reliance on the first line because now they can spread those three top point getters out. It's not going to be Lintom, Huberto, Kadri. There's going to be some mix between the top two lines with those three. And I think like that is kind of similar to Toronto where they don't have one line driving. They're going to have two very elite lines driving. So yeah. that's why I have them. And obviously Markstrom and Vladar had a great year last year as their back. I think Kadri's on watch for me this year. If he proves to me that he's that guy and, you know, gets 80, 90 points this year, I'll, be, I'll start believing in the flames, but. I think he's just like, granted, it's not Rantanen and Landeskog, but he is going to be playing with guys. Like, if That's he true. plays with Huberto, 90 points easy. Um, I just think, like, real quick, I just think, like, there's just a, there's a hole of the loss of Kachuk and Gaudreau that you're just not going to be able to fill. Like, no matter who. Yeah, I, like, I like that take. And, like, 
it's not a diss on Kadri and Huber and Huberto, but again, these I mean, like Trev said, they had been building years for for what they had last year. Felt like last year might have been the year they beat Dallas in Game Seven in overtime with Johnny Gaudreau scoring the winning goal. Like you built up to that moment, and I think everyone was so surprised when Johnny Gaudreau left, and I think everybody was so surprised when Matthew Kachuk wanted out. I, I don't know I, if that signals anything deeper, but like that to me is a red flag, and that also to me is like the two those two were Calgary, and now without them, I I understand Brad Tree Living did a great job bringing more talent. But that is a hole that is going to be very, very hard to fill. I think the talent's there. I just, like you said, I mean, like we've been talking about, uh, like I think they replaced the talent. I just don't know if they replaced, like, yeah, the connection, like the. Yes. So I don't know. But I I hear what you guys are saying. This pot is really drowning on. This has been good. Um, But I, I just don't, I think that the identity of Calgary is still there. Like, Yes, those are your headliners, but Goudreau was chasing money. And Kachuk, I think, was like, well, they didn't pay Goudreau. Maybe they won't pay me. Like, Lindholm's already locked up, so he didn't have to worry. You look at the rest of that team, there's not really anyone else that's like, ooh, I need money, I need money. There's still – like, that defense, very young, obviously not super experienced, but like I said, another year together. They added depth and Uyghur. Kachuk, I think, was it was more about a security thing. Like, why would Kachuk stay on for another year when he can go and get a deal elsewhere from a team he knows is willing to pay up? Yeah. But isn't that uncharacteristic of NHL players to do that? I think it is, but I think you look at how the market is shifting with young guys. Like, you look at Kachuk's brother, Brady, right? 21 yeah. years old, he gets locked up for eight years. You look at Lindholm, right? Comes in 27, eight-year deal. Jack Hughes, eight-year deal. Um, like you look at the way the market is yeah, shifting. It's, it's it's, shifting. Yeah, it is becoming not a I'm going to play my rookie contract out and prove I'm worth the money. It's I'm going to ball my first two years, three years. You're going to lock me up long term. Yeah. I don't like. I don't. I obviously think players care about who they're going to play for and what the team's outlook is. Well, money's definitely a big. Yeah, factor. if you're if you're not, you're gonna have a hard time saying no to an eight for eight deal as an NHL player because on the market there's maybe only four teams that need you and will pay that, and especially with the risk of injury too. Like exactly, it's a very physical game. One hit can end your career. So I I think the market is really shifting. It is shifting to all right. I'm 23. I'm 24. I'm established. Like, obviously, Kachuk is a hell of a player. Yeah, he established himself, himself yeah. as that. And he's, what, 24 years old, and he goes and gets money in Florida. If Calgary wasn't willing to do it right now, then, yeah, get out and go get the money. So then you are locked up for life, and you are also yeah. still, like, you're not even at your peak. And by the time that contract is over, you could still get some more money. So I don't think it's so much as a Calgary is a bad spot to be right now. You just saw Kadri go there, right? So mm-hmm. there obviously are some positives about it. Well, why is Kadri? Why? Like, why was why did they pay Kadri over like Gaudreau? I get that, but that, but I don't. But I think Colin had a good point that Gaudreau didn't want to be there. But here's a question for other teams: Why is Kadri still there for Calgary to take? Exactly. And like months after the year it ended, it felt. Yeah, I, 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 I have no idea. I thought he was going to go to the Islanders for the longest time. 
But, but uh, like, a bunch of teams. Where are these other teams? Like, why was Calgary the only team making like, like Detroit? Big I mean, I feel like. Yeah, yeah Detroit. I mean, I, I would have liked to see Cal, uh, Kadri go to, to maybe like a San Jose or a mm. Vancouver, even. Like, imagine I can Vancouver's see Vancouver, top six. Yeah. That'd be gross. Forget <laughs> it, dude. If they had Kadri, I'd have them top four in the West, probably. Yeah. Um, anyways, in the longest winded way, my Eastern Conference team is the Rangers. I think with Shesterkin, you have the best goalie in the league. Panarin, obviously still at the top of his game. I still think there's another level to Zibanejad's goal scoring. I, I think wow, he could, that's interesting. I think he could score 50. He could. I think I see like I'd bet on him scoring 50 more than Kreider. Absolutely. I think Zibanejad is very gifted. He's so streaky goals. too. Like he's, he's so scores, streaky too. And Dude, that one timer is lethal. I would put what up? Didn't he have that five goal game? Yes, five goal game. That I game would, was nuts. I would say Ovechkin, Pasternak, Zabanajad in terms of one timers in the league. Like I think that yeah, that's how good he is, especially on the power play. Oh, oh don't forget about Line A though. You can't forget Line A. Line A, okay. Um, but yes, yes, I, I, I said Ryder would be a bust. As a bust, I mean thirty-five goals. Like yeah. they they'll find those other seventeen elsewhere. Think about mm. Lafreniere, yeah. poised for a breakout. That young line, Lafreniere, even the Kako, I mean, Fox is going to have. Who centered that line? Oh, Lafreniere, Kako, and Needle. That line, watch out for them this year. Like, they got Trocheck too now. Troche, yeah, they added Trocheck. That's a great point, Trev. Truva's the captain that. now. Like that team is Mick, very Keandre Miller, Keandre Miller Adam good. Fox, yeah. Lindgren. They're solid. Goaltending is unbelievable too. So it's a strong team. Now I don't know how how you boys feel, but like my one worry was that last year, and I they did not keep Igor as fresh as they should have. This year, yeah. like I worry, I and I hope this doesn't happen, but I hope he does not take a step back. Like I hope he does what he's done, what he did. But like the playoffs, he looked like garbage. Well, for like, the first three games, and then after that, the numbers were a lot better. That's yeah, fair, but like, it could have been a nerves thing, but I, I think I think you cap him at 45 starts. Yeah, I think you have to. Who's their backup? I have no idea. It was Gorgiev. I'm not sure who it is anymore. Uh, let me Google. I agree, though. You got to keep him fresh for, for the playoffs. Oh, you know what? I think it is Halak. That sounds right. It is a lock. Wow, yeah. Trev, look at you, bro. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, that's like, not terrible. A lot. I mean, like, perfectly capable yeah. starting 35, 40 games. Look at you like a 2 5. I mean, they should do that. Goals against, and it's not terrible. If you keep Shesterkin fresh, I, I agree, Evan. I, I think they're a fucking wagon. And he's another guy like Savannah Jad. When he's hot, he is fucking yeah. hot. You're not beating him. Yeah. That was a great pod, fellas. Um, anybody pod. have anything else they'd like to add? No, I was just like, what's up? Thank you for having me. Absolutely, Joe. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get you on for a Bruins episode. Definitely. I would Definitely. say, too, fantasy hockey coming up. Trev, we'll make sure to get you in the league this year. Uh, sure. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. We're, yeah, that's I'm right looking forward to fantasy hockey. Yeah, uh, I was actually going to ask you, is there a date in mind? Um, I was looking at it. Season starts the 7th, so I was hoping maybe, like, within the next, like, uh, I'd have to look because if it starts Friday, we won't maybe I don't know. I'll think about it. Yeah. All right. 
thanks for tuning in. And uh, I don't even know if we'll be back next week, but we'll see you soon. No, no idea. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Clubhouse Convos podcast. You can find us most notably on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And while you're at it, don't forget to check out our NFL show, The Sling in a Deep Podcast, hosted by our very own Dan Hayes. Make sure to follow our Instagram as well, at the Clubhouse Convos for power rankings, episode releases, and so much more. Thanks again for joining us today, and we will see you back here next week. Take care, everybody. Put your tears away, ain't no fear today You can drive off towards that summertime sunset The sweat you ain't done yet, take the keys, leave the regrets Write your letters, place your bets, I'll be the one who accepts